coming to you from the Jewel of the Pacific. We are Hope and Her. Hello and welcome to the Hope and Her show. We are so excited that you all have tuned in today. And boy, do we've got an exciting topic for you all, don't we, Audrey? Yes, we do. We are going to be talking about dating deal breakers. So we're going to focus on the singles in our audience today. I mean, me and Ashley, we were in your shoes just a few years ago. Mm -hmm. And so we feel like we've got a few tips that we'd like to share. But Ashley and me, we've been doing some research now for what, a couple of weeks, I guess, right? And Ashley found something that she would like to share with you. Yeah, I was, like Audrey said, was doing the research and decided that this was a perfect definition of what a dating deal breaker is. And so I'm going to share it. Deal breakers are the parameters we set for ourselves in order to zap us back to reality when the chemistry might be off the charts. He might be cute. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) But the compatibility isn't. He's Uh, cute, but... You got some disagreements. Yeah. <laughs> While most people don't want to turn away good dating potential on account of being too picky, it makes sense to have a clear idea about what you want or don't want when it comes to a partner. Exactly. I guess there's a balance there, like you just mm-hmm. said. I mean, you you don't want to be too picky, but it's important to have some standards. Yes. Right? It is. So, I mean, we're caught up in this culture that is all about finding the one. Mm -hmm. You know, it's an extreme here. It's either we're supposed to find this soulmate, which I think is garbage. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, if I want to be honest here, I think the whole concept of a soulmate is garbage. But on the other hand, you could have absolutely no standards. Mm -hmm. I mean, we see that all the time too, right? It, it, it really is. You see yeah. these girls, they get caught up in a pattern with these guys and it's mm-hmm. just repeated over and over and over again. But we reached out to our Instagram audience mm-hmm. as we do. It's a lot of fun. We love how interactive they are. Yeah, right? we really do. It's a hopping yeah. crowd. Our Instagram audience is awesome. And you should join it if you haven't already. Hope and Her on Instagram. Yes, at Hope and Her. So let's talk about the poll findings, right? Yeah. I mean, this is like our thing. Yeah, it is. We love doing polls. And so, of course, that's what we did when we start this topic. The first thing we asked is, do you have dating deal breakers? Mm-hmm. And 78% of you said, yes, I do have deal breakers. And 22% of you said no. Okay. Mm. So that's good, though. I mean, like... 80% almost yeah, do almost have 80%. some standards. And yeah. that's I was I was very happy to hear that. I don't know what's going on for the the 22% who said no. So what do you think about that, Ashley? I mean, I was looking at that and like you said, I was a little bit concerned about the 22% because I was like, "Oh, do you guys I mean, why not?" You know, that's what I wanted to ask each person right. who said no. Well, why not? Why you know, why didn't you have any deal breakers or boundaries that you put in place? But maybe that's it. Maybe they don't call them deal breakers, but they have set boundaries and they call them right. standards or they're not familiar with the term deal breaker. So I'm going to let that be the reason why the 22% said no. <laughs> that's my little Mm, they probably, be it. They they probably be it. don't call it deal breakers. Yeah. Right. <laughs> there, there has to be a, a reason behind it. Yeah. So the next thing we asked, which I thought was really interesting, is what are some of your dating deal breakers? And so we've got three, our top three here that were listed by you all. And the first one was dishonesty. And I felt like, okay, right. definitely see that as a deal breaker. Don't want someone who's going to be lying to you or, you know, telling you things that just simply aren't true. That's important. Exactly. Exactly. You don't want to date somebody who's a liar, liar, pants on fire. No, you don't. (laughs) You surely don't. The next one that I was looking at, being rude to the waiter. Okay. 
initially did not see that as a deal breaker, just didn't think of it. But then when I seen it and that was the second highest rated deal breaker, I was like, Okay, I can see that being rude to someone who's serving you right. and who you may feel like, oh, you know, they're just a servant mm-hmm. and they got my fries wrong. You know, take these back. They're cold. So I can understand that. It yeah, starts exactly. to make more sense to me. Like you feel superior to that person. I mean, imagine how they treat this person right right mm-hmm. now. How is it going to be for you in about five years mm, when you do something that's less than perfect? Yeah. Okay. That's that's something to think about, you guys. Yeah, we want you guys to start paying attention to the guys that you're dating and Mm -hmm. and how they're treating their their waiters and waitresses. and How they treat their mama. That's important, That is very important. Uh How does he treat his mother? I mean, I'm surprised that's not on there above the waiter. But maybe, you know, I think the waiter is on there because... You probably will go to a restaurant with them before you meet their their mom. That's so fair. that's a good first indicator that's as a waiter. And the third one, cheating. Okay. Why is that number three? I don't no, know. That should be like number one. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure why that's number three. But then I was thinking, okay, that's obvious. Cheating is super obvious. It should obvious, be obvious. But like you said, it should be obvious. I have to take into account that some people find themselves in a relationship that they feel like they've poured into over a number of years. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've been in this relationship for five years or 10 years, and I don't want to start over from scratch. And he just cheated this one time, and it's not a deal breaker for He'll me. He'll never do it again. Yeah. I've he sold into me. this thing, and I'm committed to him, even though he has shown that he is not committed to me. Listen, if you find yourself in that realm of just accepting how you're being treated because you've poured a lot into the relationship, I just want to encourage you to do some self-reflection because I think that you may feel like you're not worth as much as you truly are. Right. You need to know your value. You do. You are valuable and you don't deserve to be in a relationship with someone who cheats on you. And I mean, I hope they're apologetic. And even if they are extremely apologetic, you are worth it. Yeah, you're worth more than that. Right. Know your values. Know your values. Exactly. Exactly. You need to know your value Mm -hmm. and don't waste your youth Mm -mm. on a cheater. Don't waste your youth. If he did it while you're dating, okay, think about this. If he cheated on you while you are dating, think about it after you now have three kids, Mm -hmm. a mortgage, Mm -hmm. all right? You're not feeling so sexy because you've got banana all over your shirt, possibly. You may have spilled coffee on yourself. You're tired. You're stressed. Your baby has kept you up all night, okay? As soon as he comes home, I mean, life is a little chaotic, Yeah. okay? If he cheated on you while you're dating and there's not a lot of pressure yeah. At this phase of your life, I don't know. Ten yeah. years from now, uh, that yeah, I could see it happening again. Yeah, and if you've sewn into a relationship for ten years and he hasn't committed, and you're still dating, mm, that's also a bit of a red flag. And it oh, would it be is. for me because it's like, yes, you've sewn in for ten years, but what it's. Is he ever going to commit to the level of being married to you now? Maybe he's making these promises and say, oh, well, once I get this job or lose weight or you lose weight or X, Y, and Z and putting all of these things on your marriage or your relationship and saying, oh, you have to do these things first. Oh, no, that's a red flag. That is a huge red flag. In fact, I know a lot of people might disagree with me, but I am a huge advocate for marrying, you know, within, I would say, less than two years. Mm, right? Yeah. Marrying quickly. I mean, as a Christian, 
How is that possible to date for so many years while remaining, how do I say this, pure? Yeah. Right? I mean, there's going to be some temptations, I would imagine. So 10 years into that. Yeah. All right. Without giving your body to this person. Yeah. That seems very difficult. It does. And again, you're wasting your youth and then you're kind of dancing on dangerous territory. I mean, do you want to be a mother? Mm, right? Yeah. Do, you, do you see yourself starting a family? Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, is that if you are already doing life on your own, mm-hmm. okay, and they're already doing life on their own, okay, mm-hmm. neither one of you are relying on mom to take care of you. Yeah. Why can't you do life together? Why not put those resources together exactly. and just start it and grow together? Mm-hmm. That's so important. So if he's wanting to carry this on, I agree with Ashley. That is a huge red flag. And I would say it's not worth your time. It's not worth your youth. It's not. Preach it, Andre. It's not worth it. I'm preaching today. (laughs) Our next question says, if they don't share your values, is that a deal breaker? And for our audience, 65% said, yeah, if they don't share my values, obviously deal breaker. 35% said, no, that's not a deal breaker for Uh me. I was shocked. And I have to say shocketh because 35% of you said that's not a deal breaker if he doesn't share your values. That's huge. If if you're a devoted Christian and he's not, that doesn't bother you. If, you know, you are very avid about not drinking and smoking and, you know, not cursing and he curses and drinks and smokes. Like, I don't know. It's like your value system is so different than his. I don't understand how the two of you can combine into a relationship relationship and and have something that's sustainable if the both of you share different values. Oh yeah, because the whole purpose of dating, again, it's funny, everything that I say, I know that <laughs> I'm going to upset some people, but the whole purpose of dating is to figure out if this is a great person to marry, yeah. okay? And if this person has shared values mm-hmm. and a good character. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this is your time right now to discover these things about this person. This is a time, not when you're married. Okay, it's about having some foresight. And the thing about values is that it should be even more important than shared interests. Okay. Oh, yeah. Life throws you Mm curveballs, right? It's inevitable because no one leaves life unscathed. So when bad things happen, your values will play a huge role in your decisions and your choices. And you may find their big differences cute now. Or like, mm-hmm. eh, okay, I mean, I, I can, can look the other that. way. Yeah. Like, eh, it's fine. Mm-hmm. But after life hits you, I'm telling you what, those little differences, those those values yeah. will seriously conflict with yours. Yeah. Okay? You just have to think about that. This is your time to be wise. I agree. 100%. I mean, right. the fact that you both like hot Cheetos is not going to save your marriage. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a shared interest. Uh, okay, oh my exactly. Gosh, you like hot Cheetos? So do I. Right. Like, it's not going to save it and, I think, when oh, things hit the fan. Exactly. Yeah. Or they're good looking. Oh, yeah. That's a big one. Come on oh, now. He's hot. I can buy, you know, look past the fact that he always leaving that toilet seat up and slightly peeing on the floor. Look, you're not going to be able to look past that long. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You're not going to be able to look past that long. Or like the different religion. I mean, that would be huge Mm -hmm. for me not to be be unequally yoked. Yeah. Right? Let's go ahead and bring that verse up. What's that? 2 Corinthians 6 and 14? Yeah. What does that say, Ashley? That says, do not be yoked together with unbelievers. So for what does righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? Mm -hmm. That's something right there. Right. Because... By and large, a relationship with Christ. 
and a marriage that's unequally yoked, you're going to have a hard time thriving in Mm -hmm. either. So true. I mean, like you said, light can't live with darkness. It's not sustainable to give your allegiance to Christ when your partner can't do that. Oh, so true. And you're not going to change them. That's not your place. And if this ends in marriage and that person's not transformed by Christ, Mm -hmm. then what do you do? What do you do? You want to find somebody who leads you closer to God. Definitely. Someone who is helping you fan into flames the gifts that God has placed on the inside of you. Someone who's helping you and pushing you to be a better person. And you're reciprocating that as well. They're not just pushing you, but you're pushing them. Both of you are working together. And and five years from now, you look back and you say, thank you for pushing me. We're in completely different spaces now. Our love for Christ has grown. Our love for each other has grown. And, you know, what we have built on this foundation of our values and of of trusting and believing in God has helped us become better people and to serve each other, even when we don't feel like it, because we're so in tune with our values and our relationship with God. We know that it's not about serving each other when we are in the mood to serve, but it's really about serving each other when we're not in the mood to serve. That's the type of relationship that you want to have. And that's why it's so important to have dating deal breakers, which is just a fancy phrase for saying, having standards and having boundaries that you're not willing to negotiate on because they're really important to you. Right. So important. So let's dive into the next one. Yes. If they are an overspender, Uh mm -mm, is that a deal breaker? 40% of you said, yeah, I don't want somebody who spends a lot of money. And 60% of you said, doesn't bother me at all. Spend away, sweetie. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So, okay, guys, I'm not perfect. I am an overspender. I am an overspender, right? I mean, that kind of how it works where your spouse is like Mm -hmm. their saver and the other one tends to be more of a spender. Okay. I mean, that's uh, that's pretty normal, I would say. And... Just because majority of our audience is women, by majority, I'm leaning towards 99%. (laughs) And uh, typically it says that women tend to be more of an overspender than men. Mm -hmm. Now, there is, you know, that percentage of women who aren't the overspender. Their hubs, you know, tends to overspend a little bit more. I am a little bit on that side of it. I'm not an overspender. My hub spends more than I do. But... I mean, we kind of have found a balance. And that's what we want to talk to you about that's here. That's what it's about. Yeah, finding a balance, you know. I think you have some things about this, Audrey, about having that balance with one another about, you know, how much is appropriate to spend, you know. Right. You should have a cap, right? Mm-hmm. Just discuss that. Like, okay, this is something that you, again, figure out while you're dating. Mm-hmm. All right. But you discuss having a cap. Yeah. Right? Like, okay, I can spend this much mm-hmm. before I speak with you about it. Yep. And remember something, Mm -hmm. just because they're a spender Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that they're this horrible person. And just because they're a saver, it doesn't mean that they're this horrible person. There's no, you know, perfect solution here. Not exactly because, you know, there's some positives. Yeah. Right. So being a spender, they tend to be a little more generous. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's it's nice to have a generous heart, a, a giving heart. On the other hand, savers. They tend to be very responsible. Mm-hmm. 
And a saver can be a little bit extreme, too, sometimes. I mean, what level of a saver are you? Are you penny-pinching? Are you an extreme couponer? Let's talk about exactly. it. Like, yeah. Right. So there's levels to it. And it just it needs to just be an open discussion between right. you two. I mean, this spender. is something you can definitely work through, I feel like, more than the values thing. You know, I think you can work through, oh, can you spend a little bit more than I do, and I think we need to talk about this. Right. And it's something that definitely should be talked about when dating, because finances, financial hardship, not agreeing about finances tends to be at the very top of the list for reasons why people get a divorce. So if you have an open discussion with your uh, potential spouse about money and your views on money and how you were raised around money, how they were raised around money, then this helps that line of communication be open at the very beginning. And then, you know, it allows you guys to figure out what will work best for your relationship. Exactly. You just want to get on the same page. Yeah, yeah. that's what it's about. All right. Our next question. If they have a high sex drive, is that a deal breaker? Hmm. Okay, so what was the response here? <laughs> this was interesting. Yeah, 25% said, yeah, that's a deal breaker for me. And 75% said no. So, I mean, honestly. I had some thoughts about that. Yeah. Right. Sure. So our Instagram audience, a lot of them have that condition called vaginismus. Mm -hmm. Okay. So again, vaginismus, it's a, a muscle reaction toward penetration. Mm -hmm. Okay. Something triggers the reaction, and the vaginal muscles, they just constrict, mm, okay? Yes. But a lot of our audience is also working to overcome vaginismus. So true. So that could be why 75% said, no, it's fine, mm. because they're working to overcome that. But yeah. there may be a small percentage of our audience that are still in that phase of feeling hopeless. Oh, yeah. Right. So true. Maybe they've tried a few things and it just hasn't worked out for them. And mm -hmm. they're beginning to think that it's just not going to happen. Mm. Yeah. And we want to help restore that hope. I think that's right. our whole purpose for having hope in her now. Exactly. Is to restore hope for women who feel like they're in that hopeless category and to let them know that... It's this isn't the end of the road for you. There's more to life than you going through this condition. And I know right now as you're going through it, you feel like, oh, this is all consuming. This is all I can think about. I'm single and I don't know if anyone's ever going to love me because I have this condition. I'm in a relationship. I don't know how long this person is going to stay because I have this condition. And you're thinking about all these things and it's really consuming just your mind and your thoughts and it's making you anxious. And here I Hope and Her, we just want to let you know that there is a treatment process for this. Right. Um, this is one of the most treatable female sexual health conditions. It is. It is. And we just want to restore hope and let you know you can overcome this. And right. We're here to support you in this journey. 75% said no. And I mean, that's a good number. High sex drive isn't a deal breaker. I think that question is also open for interpretation a little bit right. because what's high sex drive for some people may not be high sex drive for yes. others. And so, so that's something like you should actually talk about when you're dating. Like, okay, mm -hmm. so all right, your expectation? So, yeah. What is your expectation after we get married. I've heard some preachers say that a couple will come in after they get married mm -hmm. and they're in there for counseling already and come to find out she didn't plan to have sex with him. Oh. Yes. Oh. Like, oh, I didn't know that was a part of it. Oh. <laughs> so to avoid that, yeah. you know, to avoid that counseling session, uh -huh. just talk about it. It's fine. That's not a sin to yeah. say, okay, so what do you expect after we get married? Because sex is a huge part of marriage. Yeah. I mean, are you going to have an exact number? No, because again, life happens. There yeah. are things that happen. But, uh, you know, do you plan on touching me? 
Yeah. Right. <laughs> Do you plan on being and intimate with me? You're right. Like, yeah. What's intimacy for you, though, as the woman and what's going to get you there and having that mm-hmm. discussion? And if you've never had sex before because you're a young virgin and you're you know, you don't know how often that desire is going to be there. Still having that discussion. And after, you know, right. after yeah, like, you and your spouse consummation marriage, figuring out what works for you and what doesn't. Exactly. Sex is going to take time. I don't know how many people out there who, you know, had an incredible, amazing first time sex and they never need to tweak anything. Liars. I know. <laughs> you never need to tweak anything at all. But majority Hollywood. of us, I know, majority of us will have little tweaks that we can make on our end and that our spouses can make that will make the experience so much better. Right. It's about becoming familiar with one another. So true. It's. It's, it's experience. It's time that you put into it. You know, it's, it's interesting. We see these movies and these strangers are like hopping into bed and fireworks are going off and they're swinging from the chandeliers. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that doesn't happen. Okay. Uh-huh. All right, guys, those expectations that you probably have, it's not real. Mm. That's not real at all. It's about time together, yeah, right? it is about time yeah. together and so, building up that intimacy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. This right. one. Yeah, let's go into the next one. Surprise, um, surprise. What was it? If they are out of shape, is that a deal breaker? Okay, so this, oh, wow. this was shocking. Yeah, like, we were surprised. We had quite a bit of people who responded to this poll, right? Yeah, and we're even corresponding back and forth with mm-hmm. one another. This one got some attention. Mm-hmm. This got some comments. And out of all of them, I didn't think this one would be the biggest deal. But yeah. I mean, Being 100% out of, shape? of you said that's not a big deal. Being out of shape is not a deal breaker. You don't care if he's a little fluffy and can't walk up seven steps. You know? No. Okay. Oh, no! <laughs> Ashley's gonna, no. no. We're going to get in trouble. I know. Okay. Maybe you do care about that. Maybe yes. out of shape to you means he can't run a half marathon tomorrow. Right. Okay. We can understand yeah. that. And we also understand that health, there are some things that you can't help, but yeah. we're talking more along the lines of... Just a poor diet, mm-hmm. okay. So those 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 poor choices that you're making mm-hmm. with a lack of exercise and a lack of proper nutrition. So I guess that's what we mean. We're just thinking from the perspective of if this person is out of shape when you meet them, they have no desire to change their habits and they continue to kind of go down that road of just eating whenever they want to, whatever they want to. This can lead to serious health risk and, and diseases exactly. and disorders and all these things that can truly impact your relationship. So that's just something to be considered. So when 100% of you said no, we were a little bit shocked. Right. And then we had some comments on mm. this one. Somebody said it depends on their personality. Ah. Is that person willing to change? And that ah. that was a, uh, a huge one for me yeah. when I read that, if they're willing to change. Okay. So a lot of people, especially women, take on this this responsibility of helping a man change. Mm-hmm. Okay? Don't do that. Mm-mm. You can't do that. Yeah. You can't do that. You, How you... How see, they are. Yeah. Right now. Look yeah. at them. How they are yep. right now. Are they taking steps to make healthier decisions? Mm-hmm. Okay? Or, or are they saying, well, I'll start next week. Next month next year and it just kind of continues on down that road yeah sometimes you may have someone who's super disciplined and super serious about getting their health under control and that's great if you find that person who's like okay i see that 
my body is a temple and that it's super important for me to take care of this temple that God has given me. I only have one body. A lot of me cannot be replaced. There are, you know, thank yes. God for modern, you know, medicine where you can get transplants and things like that. But right. I mean, who even has the desire to be on that list, you know, right. waiting for a transplant? You know, sometimes you can't help it because there are certain diseases and disorders where you need it one right out of the gate. But if you, it's because of poor choices and poor eating habits. Listen, it's just something to consider, you know, getting under control, you know, before you ever reach that point. Exactly. Before you reach that point. And I always say, look at 10 years down the road, what does that look like? Mm -hmm. I want you to seriously ask yourself this about the person that you're dating 10 years from now. What does it look like? Mm -hmm. Okay. Are they going to be able to play with your children? Mm. Are they going to be able to have children? Are they going to be able to have children? Because research has found that obesity, okay, can affect a man's ability to have an erection, mm, okay, yeah. and to maintain an erection. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it does affect, I don't know what you call it. I've heard Mark Gunger call it Willie Town. <laughs> um, so it does affect that, of course, yeah. and diabetes. And, yeah. you know, that will affect you then, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, that's a, that's a huge lifestyle change right there. If yes, you have diabetes is. and you're going to abide by that diet, that's yeah. a huge huge. It's going to have a huge effect on you. Okay. Yeah, Blood pressure. Mm-hmm. Right. There are so many things that can come from, you know, poor nutrition and a lack of exercise today. Yeah. Right. You're at more of a risk for having a heart attack young. Yeah. And what does that do to your children? Mm-hmm. Okay. So again, this is all about telling you or urging you to have some foresight mm-hmm. right now. This is the time to do it. Not when you are, again, 10 years down the road into this marriage. Yeah, so true. And all of a sudden it bugs you now. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's not fair. That's it's not, not fair to him. It's not fair to you or your hypothetical children. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's go on to the next one. If they lack ambition. Okay. Mm, I actually did some reading on this one because we're like, what uh, does this mean? Ambition. Yeah. Like. You know, it's okay. In your 20s, you're trying to figure things out. Yeah. Right? And that's true. I mean, yes. 79% said yes. If they lack ambition, that's a deal breaker for me. And 21% said no. Coming from the perspective of someone who I feel like has always had kind of a high ambition, I could see how this personally could be a deal breaker for myself as well. When I was reading about lack of ambition, it says lack of ambition is connected with a lack of direction. This person doesn't know where they want to go with life. They are kind of a little bit lost. They might be discontent where they currently are. I was kind of joking with Audrey, you know, you are really into this guy and you guys have, you know, this this high, intense lust, I want to say. Lust. Maybe not lust. Okay. Maybe maybe desire. Right. You know, uh, to be with one another. But then you kind of start noticing okay, he's staying with his mom right now because he's looking for work, but he doesn't really know what he wants to do with his life yet. And he says that he's content with, you know, staying down here with his mom as long as it takes for him to find something he loves. That type of lack of ambition right there. I think that's why. That's a red flag. Yeah, I think that's why we got the 79% yes. Because if if you're thinking from that perspective of, okay, I really like this guy, but he is... He doesn't have a plan for the future. Right. And, and as men are supposed to be the leaders of the household, how can you expect your guy, your your man, your potential husband to lead if he has no sense of direction? Right. He doesn't know where he's leading you to. 
Right. So I, I can see how 79% said, yeah, yeah, that's a deal breaker for me. I could too. And here's the thing, if, if that's you, I mean, this happens a lot. We hear this all the time. My suggestion to you is to break it off mm-hmm. and say, when you get it together, then call me. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't wait on that. Yeah. Okay. I don't have a crystal ball here yeah. and neither do you. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to get off your butt and, you know, make an effort. You may not be happy doing this job or that job, but you're working. Yeah. You're not relying on your mother to take care of you. Yeah. And maybe it'll open up an opportunity when you're at these other jobs. And that's what I think so many people right. don't necessarily think about. Like, taking a job they don't like. You always hear people say, do what you love. and Do what makes you happy. Yeah, sometimes. I mean, I want you to do what you love. I really do. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if that's not paying bills or taking care of you, or if you have kids, taking care of your kids, then you've got to do what you have to do right now to make sure that your family's needs are, are taken care of. And then if you can do what you love, you know, then that's the way to go. But also when you're doing you know, what you don't necessarily love, it could open up a door for you to maneuver into something that you do truly love. Right. So, I mean, if it's you just... experience. Yes, it's experience. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't take for granted the place that you've been planted at right now and think that, oh, I don't like it here. I'm only going to give this 50% of my very best effort. Right. Because someone is watching who could have the ability to position you in something that could truly bring you happiness. But if they see that, oh, she's only giving 50%, he's only giving 50%, you think that they're going to open up a door for you to do something else or, or promote you or, or bless your lives or sow into you? They're not because they're going to see you giving 50% and right. they're not going to be happy with that. 50% are probably an easy job. Yeah. Like if they can't do that, why am I going to exactly. give them more responsibilities? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's so important. So that was that was good. Lack of ambition is a deal breaker for many of you. The next one, if they are comfortable living in clutter and are not clean, is that a deal breaker? 47% said, yeah, that's a deal breaker yeah. for me. And 53% said, no. It was close on this one. It was almost right. 50-50. I know. When it came to I guess clutter. it's kind of subjective. Like, uh, yeah, what do you clutter. view as clutter? Like, exactly. are we talking about an episode of Hoarders? Okay. You're going to move a box and find a dead cat? Uh-oh. Ah, you know, <laughs> that would be a deal breaker. You yeah. know, I walk into your bathroom and there's nothing but, uh, like, mold and hair mildew clothes that are like yeah it's like a mountain of like towels and clothes don't know what's dirty and what's clean if you gotta pick up your laundry off the ground and sniff it that's a red flag for me oh that's (laughs) like is this clean i'm like uh, uh, i mean uh it smells okay oh no Uh uh-oh yesterday's deodorant's on it it smelled okay yeah but or or does that just mean like i've got like some books out on my nightstand or or whatever like okay so what does this mean to you so i mean all right my husband and i we're a little different when it comes to this because i am a very clean person even with two small children like i like a clean space Uh i can't can't think yeah me too can't think in extreme clutter no i i need it to be just very organized mm-hmm. and I mean that's our that's our home yeah. right it's supposed to be a comfortable area yeah. okay now my husband on the other hand he can live with a towel laying out or whatever and that's pretty normal mm-hmm. so that's fine yeah. that's fine that's something that we've had to get used to where you know mm-hmm. I've had to give him some more grace and then he's had to give me some grace for yeah. being so nitpicky yeah. you know something that we've had to work on mm-hmm. same with us same with us. With me and Kyle, when we first got together, I definitely am 
like a little bit more of a tidy, clean freak when it comes to things being left out, clothes on the floor. I don't like those type of things. And so it's something we've had to work on too. So like for me, it wasn't a non-negotiable. It was like a trade-off. This is something we can work on together. And some of these deal breakers, they're like trade-offs. Like even the overspender one, we said that's something that both of you can possibly work on, but it's something that should be talked about in dating. And it was talked about in dating for me and Kyle. We kind of discussed like, "Mm, I don't really like too much clothes, too much clutter. Like it does affect my concentration ability to focus on our conversation or things. I'm like, oh my gosh, is something coming out of that pile of clothes? Like, <laughs> all right. Yeah, but your yeah. place smells like cat litter. Uh, oh, um, so yeah. that would be a little, a little yeah, gross. But okay, we can live with that. 47, it's almost a 50 yeah. 50 split. But yeah, like, right. like Audrey said, it's subjective. The next one if they enjoy drinking frequently, is that a deal breaker? 32% said yes. I do not want him to be drinking frequently. And 78% said no. Another one that's a tad bit subjective because right. what is frequently to some may not be frequently to others. Right. And some people already have like a set standard for something like this, mm-hmm. especially in the Christian world where, you know, my pastor, for instance, in his house, they don't have alcohol, mm-hmm. like period. And it's not like they got something against alcohol. Mm-hmm. That's not the case. It's just a standard that they have. Like, mm-hmm. it's a boundary yeah. to keep them from going over the edge. Like, okay, we're going to protect ourselves from this possible situation if we just never introduced it in the first place. Yeah. Now, for us, okay, I uh, I do like to have a glass of wine every yeah. now and then. I mean, you know, I could take it or leave it, but yeah. it does happen probably, I don't know, once a week. But then sometimes it's once a month, right? Yeah. But if they're an alcoholic, okay, that. That's a that's another thing, and that should absolutely be a deal breaker if they've got this huge issue going on mm-hmm. where they cannot live without it. Then you need to tell them you can't do it. Yeah, right. I'm sorry. Talk I'm going to have it. to walk away. Yeah. If they are an alcoholic, walk away. Again, it's not your place to transform another person. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you could say we're going to have to split up for some time while you get this under control. And I'm not saying under control for like a week or even yeah. a month. No. That's not enough because, hey, people fall tend to fall back, right? Yeah, so true. They need to show you that they are not having to rely on alcohol anymore and for a long period of time. But, so true. And again, that wastes a lot of time of your life. Yeah, Okay. It, it surely does. That's definitely something I guess that me and my husband talked about, too, as far as yeah. like drinking, how frequently, you know, what do you I like? Are you hitting the hard stuff like vodka or are you having an occasional beer? You know, right, exactly. Cause that's different, too. That's a, like, what exactly are you drinking? Like, are you drinking, drinking? Or are you just drinking? You know, yeah, we're just drinking. <laughs> which drink, which drinking are you doing? So. Right. Are, I mean, are we going to end up on another episode of Cops? I know. Okay. Exactly. Like, are we okay. going to become famous in our neighborhood? I don't want to be famous in our neighborhood for that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we asked our Instagram audience a couple of questions and you guys responded and it was absolutely phenomenal. And I thank you guys so much for your response because we love that. Right. They're always so honest. for you and we're doing this for you. And yes, they are honest with us. And we appreciate that transparency when you guys answer our polls. Um, And then, you know, at the end of every poll that we put out, we asked you guys to ask us questions. Right. Yeah. And so we've got a couple questions here from our Instagram audience. And the first one is, so when do you know when to hold on to your deal breakers and when to be more flexible 
Mm, this was a good one, Audrey. Yes, it was. Like, when do you know if you're doing a little bit too much, being a little bit too picky? Right. And because that can happen. Yeah. And too- when do you know, like, oh, maybe I can be f- flexible let's, here. Let's give you an example. All mm-hmm. right. So me and my husband, we met on OkCupid. Okay, that's not super romantic, but, you know, I was in D.C. and and was a little lonely. I didn't have any friends there yet. And I'm like, ah, I'll just just try to find somebody to uh, go out on a date with, you know. And I was a little picky, okay. I said that the guy had to be six foot one. Mm -hmm. Okay, exactly. Like six foot one and taller. Sorry if you're six feet tall and shorter (laughs) than that. Keep moving. So that was a little irrational on my part. Mm-hmm. Okay. My husband is five foot ten. Look how well. Yes. And when he <laughs> sent me a message, I saw that five foot ten, which, you know, sometimes means that you are a few inches shorter than that. Yeah. At least that's been my experience, but that's okay. Whatever. But I talked to him, mm-hmm. right? And the first thing I noticed about him after that was this this dorky photo. He was in his dress whites. Hmm. He was in the Navy. And he was giving this dorky thumbs up. I'm like, oh, he looks like a nice guy, yeah. actually. And and he did meet my actual deal breakers, right? Uh-huh. He was a Christian man. Yeah. Okay. That was huge for me was to find somebody who shared my core values. I mean, yeah. Even politically and beyond that, I wanted somebody who was protective and strong. Somebody that was kind to me. Yes. I wanted a gentleman. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was a non-negotiable. Yeah. All right, you're not six foot one. Yeah. That's a trade-off because you're pretty perfect. Yeah. Right. And that that's that that's okay with me. All right. So there's a fine line. Don't be too picky. I mean, if you're too picky and you've got these extreme standards, mm-hmm. you may never end up with. So yeah. 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 It, it, you definitely have to um, keep those things in balance. Yes, yeah, with everything. There's always really like does. that line. Yeah, it really helps to identify which deal breakers are your most sacred. You know, these are really important to me. I don't think I can live without these ones. Typically, these ones are things like financial matters, whether they want children or not. That's usually that's a non-negotiable. A yeah. yeah. Infidelity, that's usually a non-negotiable. Should be. Certain life habits, mm-hmm. drugs and, and things like that. Those are typically non-negotiable. And family. Yeah, and family. Yeah. The importance of putting the family first above those other things. Right. Super important. Yes, it is. How do they feel about that? And then what about their family as well? Mm-hmm. Right? Okay, you need to talk about that. Yeah. If they have a family that drives you nuts <laughs> while you're dating. Be honest. Look, you need to back out. Okay? Yeah. All right. Well, okay, so my family's not perfect. Right. I mean, Ashley has heard the stories. I uh, <laughs> I don't have a perfect family. And they probably have ended up on an episode of Cops. Um, <laughs> but my husband could live with it, too. Yeah. That is the thing. Like, he could live with that. But if you're already uncomfortable with his mom or his dad, back away. Yeah. Right. Figure out what you can live with 
and what you can't. If mm-hmm. the your mother-in-law, you know, he's very close with his mom and your mother-in-law poss- or future possible mother-in-law is always making snide comments about your upbringing. You know, right. can you live with that for the remainder of your life? Because a marriage is supposed to be for the remainder of your life. This is a lifelong thing. Yes. And so you're like, can I live with this forever? Or is this a conversation I need to have with her? Like, you know, just being honest and transparent. Or right. is this a conversation I need to have with my prospective spouse and tell him how these comments that my mother-in-law is making makes me feel and see if he's going to step up and say something to his his mom about this. Like, right. hey, it really makes me feel uncomfortable when, you know, your mother brings up certain comments about how it was brought up. I can't I can't help that, you know, and, right. and I, it makes me uncomfortable. OK, is he going to say something? And he's gonna be like, oh, it's not a big deal. That's just mom being mom. You know, uh oh. Yeah. Right. Then that can be a red flag for you, because that means he's not going to stand up for you when it comes to matters that regard his mother. Right. And then that is a whole nother can of worms. So, exactly. I mean, yeah. 10 years from now, yeah. what does that look like? Especially yeah. whenever you have children together, Uh-oh. if yep. there are children. Yeah. Right. So if you're comfortable with it, fine. If not, walk Uh-oh. away. You need to walk away. And what about their past? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So is that a non-negotiable? Like they perhaps kids from a different marriage. They... Old issues with pornography. Oh, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, God can forgive Anything. Yeah. He can absolutely forgive anything. But if you can't shirk off something from their past. Now, I'm talking about something that they have moved on from. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not something that they're living in right now, but something that they have moved on for them. They have repented, but you still can't shrug it off. And that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. That doesn't mean that you've got to be comfortable with it. Yeah. It doesn't matter. But if it's something that you just can't shrug off, then that's something else that you need to walk away from. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can't get over their sexual history or the fact that... They did have a pornography issue, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of years ago. I'm yeah. not talking about last month either, by the way. <laughs> I'm talking about something that they have clearly moved away from. Yes. Again, because you've got to be fair to them. Yeah. This isn't all about you. That's so true. This is about the both of you. Yep. And looking what's in their best interest as well, because this is their life. Yeah, it surely is. So our next question Honestly, it's very similar to the first one. And we've kind of talked about it is um, how do you know the difference between your trade-offs and non-negotiables? And I mean, that question in itself, we won't be able to tell you the difference between your personal trade-offs right. and your non-negotiables because this exercise, that question really causes you to do some self-reflection about what your core values are, what matters to you more than anything. And so that's something that you'll have to kind of decide. But typically trade-offs might be things like height or clothing. They're not a fashionista at all or fashionista. That's not them. They, you know, don't dress as hip as you'd like them to dress. Their hair, that might be a trade-off. You wanted somebody with black hair and he's blonde, but honey, he loves the Lord and is a gentleman. I, I just accept the blonde. I will accept <laughs> the blonde. That's um, okay. Yeah, things like that. Those are just, you know, possible trade-offs for you, whether he enjoys the same food as you or the same music. Right. That's interesting. Those are those are interests. So it's it's things that you have to decide, can I live with that or not? You are deciding your own personal trade-offs versus your non-negotiables. Right. I think at the the most it should be the values. Like those core values Mm -hmm. that affect how you make the decisions and the choices later on. Yeah. That's what matters more than absolutely anything else. Mm -hmm. That's what you need to find. Yeah. Right? So Ashley, did you ever have any dating deal breakers? I did. Okay. But I think the last time I really remember having uh, dating deal breakers is when I read like an issue of Seventeen magazine. 
at the age of 14. And <laughs> I was um, just getting ready to enter the ninth grade. And I was like, you're totally, a list girl. Yeah, totally making a big deal about, you know, oh, you know, got to have deal breakers, you know, in high school because I'm like. Was it like he has to have like minty breath? Oh, my gosh. Oh, it was more would. like, oh, he's got to be athletic and he's got to be tall. They were shallow, you guys. Please oh excuse my 14 year old self. He has to like. Did he smell know, like Abercrombie? Uh, yeah, Abercrombie that was a big thing for me at 14. Does he smell like Abercrombie? Does he wear H&M? Come on Because now. that's it if he's wearing it. But no, I yeah, they were pretty shallow. Yeah. But when I got older, I think the only big deal breaker that I had was, is he someone who loves the Lord? Because right. I felt like that's something I couldn't live without just because of my passion, my own personal passion and the things that I've seen and the things that God's brought me through. And it's just like, that's important to me. And that's the core value for me. So that was like, I guess my huge one um, before I met my husband was like, yeah, do you have a relationship with the Lord? Are you seeking to go deeper with him or, you know, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, mine, when I started really dating in in college. I wasn't exactly allowed to date in high school. <laughs> That's fine. Me either. Oh, yeah, exactly. Still made that list. <laughs> so, I did too. I had the same list, actually. It's funny. I think I had like minty breath on it too, oh. which actually I, I still have that on my uh, <laughs> my list with my husband. It has some minty breath. Please make sure that breath Please. But when I was in my very, very early 20s, like you know, 2021 or, or something. Yeah. I didn't have that kind of foresight. And I and I wish that I did. Yeah. Um, it probably would have saved me a world of pain, mm-hmm. if I'm being honest. I did grow up in a broken home. Mm-hmm. I did grow up in a broken home. My parents, they, they divorced when I was 12. Unfortunately, that's pretty normal nowadays. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So my view of relationships was a bit skewed. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that I was in the right place emotionally. Mm-hmm. I wasn't mature enough, I don't think. So when I was actually dating, I, I did not have high standards for myself. Mm-hmm. I did not. I um, was basically like, ah, I guess I'll go for the first guy that takes me. I was probably in that like small percentage of people who did not have deal breakers uh-huh. because I had such low self-worth. Oh, right. Wow. And I yeah, wonder if yeah, that comes so from important. me just growing up in in that that brokenness mm-hmm. coming out of that. I didn't know my value. I didn't have yes. my identity like firmly planted in Christ. Yes. So important. Man, and I think about that all the time as a mother who is raising two boys in today's current climate and just thinking about how I really want them to pursue a young woman who definitely, you know, loves the Lord and things like that. But I just, I look at them and I just say, I really want them to know what they're worth right. because I don't want them to find their worth in some got some young girl saying, oh, you're you're cute or I like your hair. And they like, you know, you're, they're perking up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I, I think about that often. And um, even if I ever was to have a daughter, just like letting her know over and over again, you are worthy of love and we love you so much here at home and you don't got to go out anywhere else looking for love and the Lord loves you and just kind of pouring that message into her over and over and over again and same with my boys so that when they do start looking for you know a prospective spouse they are not looking from the lens of I need them to fill a gap that was missing for me growing up exactly yeah I I need to find my identity in you yeah yes yeah I want them to be like 
you know what? I know that I'm well loved. I know my worth. I'm looking for someone who knows that about themselves as well. And we will be able to compliment each other and things like that. Yeah. Exactly. That is so, so important. Yeah. It is. Well, listen, you guys, we've reached the end of the road here. What? We have? Uh, we have. I know. I'm shocked. I look, We've dived through all these deal breakers. I know. I actually did a good job with that poll. Yeah. Yes. And so we hope that, like, you actually got something out of this. Yeah. Some gems. Right. Yeah. Some things to take away. Some standards that you want to implement in your own life now. Some things that you're like... That made a lot of sense. I think I'm going to add that to my deal breaker list. Or maybe I'm being a little bit too picky. Maybe I should take away, you know, the height requirement. Yes. (laughs) But, you know, whatever it is, we just hope that you were able to glean some value from this episode. Because like we say every week, it's for you. We really want to just be able to pour into your lives as our listeners and give you valuable information that you'll be able to take away from week after week. Exactly. So thank you so much for listening. And if you ever have any questions that you want us to answer on air, Mm -hmm. just please send us a message on Instagram and we will answer them on air and you will get to remain completely anonymous. All right. Completely. Completely anonymous. We will not reveal who you are. We won't even stalk you on social media. We won't. No. All right. Profile clicking. (laughs) We are not profile clicking. We're just here to give you the best advice that we can. But remember to give us you know, some details, yeah. right? A little detail into it that helps. story so we can give you the most value that we can. Yeah. So please do that. Continue answering those polls. Yeah. Ashley does a phenomenal job at the polls. Oh I my gosh. I love doing the polls because I love getting you guys' feedback. I'm always like, as I'm writing the questions, I'm like, ooh, what are they going to say about this one? Ooh, what are they going to say about this one? <laughs> I know. And it's, it's shocking. Like 100% of you guys said, what? Yeah. You know, it's fun though. It's interactive. And I love watching you guys interact with Ashley. It's just the coolest thing. And yes, you are actually interacting with her. Mm-hmm. And um, not a robot. Nope. <laughs> so it is Ashley in the flesh that yeah. you are speaking with. And she's just the coolest girl ever. So, Thanks, yeah. So, anyways, I guess that's a wrap. That's a wrap. <laughs>